16 years ago this week, gamers everywhere began channeling their inner rock star with the release of Guitar Hero for the PlayStation 2. Gamers could now experience the joy of rocking out on a guitar without actually learning how to play the guitar. And it was everywhere. We're going to look back at the development of Guitar Hero and talk about the studios that created it. We'll also talk about how impactful it was on video games and the music industry as we look at the legacy it left behind. And, as part of the trip, we'll see what people thought of the game, both those who were in love with it, and, well, those who weren't. So go change into those leather pants that have been sitting in your closet all these years. Go ahead and take the center stage again, and get ready to rock out as we take a star-powered trip down memory card lane. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I hope these words find you well. Hello and welcome to the 63rd episode of our video game nostalgia podcast, A Trip Down Memory Card Lane. Each week we take a look at one title relevant to the current week in gaming history, and we talk about it. While doing so, we hope to teach you something new about the game, what it took from the world as its inspiration, and or what it gave back to the world in its legacy. Today, we are rocking out to Guitar Hero, originally released for the PlayStation 2 in North America on November 8th, 2005. I'm David Casson, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who, I'm being honest here, truthfully, can seriously kick my butt at this game. He's my co-host and brother, Rob Casson. Rob, what's it like having all that star power? Well, Dave, with great star power comes great star responsibility <laughs> oh my god all right spidey man this, i was gonna ask if there was ever a rock star spider-man we had an emo spider-man which was kind of like a rock star spider-man he got up and played guitar yeah so the answer is yes well great hi welcome how's it going how you feeling you good es geht mir ausgezeichnet und du yeah you're good what you been playing this week? Uh, this week was a bit of Hydraneer. New game, uh, you know, early access game. Pretty fun, pretty fun. Um, did a little bit of Forza Horizon 5. And a bit of RuneScape as well. Yeah. Cool. And uh, tried, tried getting through Diablo to finish it with you and Damon, but... Diablo hated us. Yay. Yeah, we still need to do that. <clears throat> yep, sure do. But how about yourself? How are you? What have you been playing? Tell us about yourself. Come on. Uh, Diablo and Rocket League, the usuals. Mm. I played, uh, before we were recording, played through the introduction of Forza, which since the introduction was online for months now, I'm, it's no surprise. You drop out of a freaking airplane and then you race it. Um, which is pretty freaking cool. I'm not going to complain about that. And I had an opportunity uh, over the entire weekend to sit down and play through the entirety of a game called Control, uh, which was a lot of fun. And like I said, I got to play through the entire thing, so that was nice to be able to sit and play and finish a video game. I don't get to do that as much as I used to. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything else. Right on, right on, right on. Well, we are here to talk about uh, Guitar Hero, so shall we? That we shall. I'm right. You are way better than me at Guitar Hero. You know that, right? Oh yeah, no, I have no doubt. <laughs> way, way better. So, Guitar Hero was published by Red Octane and developed by Harmonix. They were both Companies with a history of working within the music genre when it came to video games. Let's talk about them. You know, Red Octane was founded in 1999, and initially it started out by operating the world's first online video game rental service called the Web Game Zone. I can't really tell you much about the Web Game Zone. I don't remember it. There's not much on it, but it's fascinating. It was the world's first online video game rental service. My 
guess maybe it was the precursor to Gamefly, or if you don't know what Gamefly is, it's a Netflix for video games. I guess that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Did you ever use Gamefly? I don't believe that I did. No. Yeah. When Gamefly first came out, we used it a lot. We used to like rent every game, beat it, and return it. Anyway, so soon after Red Octane got into gaming accessories, they were developing dance mats, joysticks, uh, you know, other accessories for, for musical games and otherwise. Well, at some point, they realized that their accessory sales were tied to the launch date of the games they were producing. Duh. You know, when you make accessories for games, you kind of need the games. And they decided that they wanted to be in control of their own destiny. So they made the choice to begin producing games. Their first venture was a PlayStation 2 port of an arcade cabinet rhythm game called In the Groove. Now, In the Groove was basically just a clone of Dance Dance Revolution. Um, In the Groove has kind of a nefarious history. Eventually, Konami, the publisher of Dance Dance Revolution, sued the publisher of the arcade version uh, of In the Groove. They were called Rocksore Games for patent infringement. Um, It languished on for a while before they settled settled the case. Uh, In the end, Konami bought the property rights to the in the groove series. And that was kind of the end of that, uh, the end of that whole debacle. So. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Harmonics on the other hand was founded way back in 95. So a little bit earlier by two MIT students, um, Alex Rigopoulos and Aaron Egozi. I, I always say I butcher names, but I probably really just butchered names. doesn't really matter. Um, so Gosi was an electrical uh, computer engineer with an interest in music, and Rigopoulos was a music composition major with an interest in programming. Both met while working in the MIT Media Lab. And what they did together was they built a computer music generation system that could create music on the fly. And they decided for input that they were going to use a joystick to control this music generation system. And they set up a demonstration in the lab of this concept, which gained interest from this lab, you know, from gained interest from other students. And they really enjoyed what they were doing. And, but they realized that they probably weren't going to be able to pursue these concepts working with existing companies because it was so out there and drastically different from anything that was kind of on the market at the time. And so what they did, like any entrepreneur, is decide to start their own company. And that company was Harmonics, which was built on the premise that the experience of performing music could become accessible to those who would otherwise have trouble learning a traditional instrument. Which is, I mean... We 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 have a lot of ways for people who don't play instruments to make music these days, don't we? I say I, yes, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of computer programs and video games and and just stuff that's kind of based on it. So that's a pretty not normal concept now, but not back at the time. So this company, Harmonix, was initially funded with about a hundred thousand dollars, and for the first five years of its existence, they had no revenue whatsoever. The company's earliest product was called the Axe. It was a PC CD-ROM that enabled players to easily perform unique instrumental solos using a PC joystick. They only sold about 300 copies of this game, but it helped uh, help them kind of learn. They learned from it. You know, people were really entranced by the game at first. But within about 15, 20 minutes of playing it, they kind of lost interest. They took this concept and they designed Cam Jam. Cam Jam was a similar concept, but instead of a PC joystick, it used simple body gestures to trigger musical sequences. Uh, Cam Jam, for instance, was utilized at Disney theme parks. You know, they thought about bringing it into Dave and Buster's and, and uh, you know, arcade cabinets and stuff like that. But realistically, when they looked at what it was going to take to take this concept and turn it into a a large scale, you know, arcade concept. It really wasn't appealing. 
And so they turned to traditional video game development instead. So their first major video game was Frequency, and it was followed by a sequel, Amplitude. Did you ever play Frequency or Amplitude? Uh, They don't sound familiar to me, no. No. They were, I think, PlayStation games, and basically the music was playing, and you were riding on lines, and you would have to follow the line, and it kind of went with the music. It was There was kind of a cool concept. I, 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 they were both fun games. I played them, um, which should come as no surprise. I think I play most every musical game. True. Yeah, very true. So, and they were moderately successful. I mean, not like, you know... Uh, obviously not, you know, million, million copy bestsellers, but I mean, I know people who've played Frequency and Amplitude, not you, of course, but people. Um, after Amplitude, Harmonix was approached by Konami, back to Konami, to create the Karaoke Revolution franchise. And they did. They ended up developing three versions or volumes of Karaoke Revolution. Um, they did the development, Konami did the publishing, and they worked together on this uh, between the years roughly 2003 and 2004. And it was around this time, somewhere in the development of Karaoke Revolution, that Red Octane came to Harmonix about publishing the software of a new game that they wanted to work on. And this game was Guitar Hero. So according to Rob Kay, the lead designer on Guitar Hero, Red Octane wanted to create a game that was directly inspired by Konami's Guitar Freaks arcade title, where, of course, the player used a guitar-shaped controller to interact with the game. Do you remember Guitar Freaks at all? No. No? Did you ever play any any of those? I mean, I know you played Dance Dance Revolution, but did you play any of the other musical rhythm games in arcades? I don't believe I ever did. No, just DDR. Yeah. I remember Guitar Freaks because it was, you know, that I mean, it was one of the other musical games I was in. I mean, I like music. I was into musical games. And um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it, it's basically like the concepts, the same concepts, the same. I don't know what else to say, but the concepts the same. Right. So right. they want they wanted to make a game. They wanted to make a game that was inspired by Guitar Freaks. But when they pitched the idea to investors, a lot of it deemed it deemed it just it was just too weird. You know, nothing like that had ever be, been done. Even still, even though there was a lot of people that did not sit easy with it, they were able to raise about one point seven five million dollars to make the game happen, which gave them a development budget for of about a million dollars to make this video game, which in video game scheme is not a large budget at all especially when you have to license music, which takes up a big chunk of, of a lot of games budgets because the music industry is, you know, fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So right off the bat, they knew that they had to nail down the controller because the controller kind of makes the game in a lot of ways. Um, I don't know. Let's talk about that for a second. I can't imagine guitar hero any other way. You get what I'm saying? Right. Like, no, I don't. No yeah, I don't think it would have been fun with a controller or a joystick or it, it. Bless you. Um, I don't think I don't think it would have been fun with a controller or a joystick. I, I just can't see it working realistically without the guitar controller too. Um, I can agree. Yeah, I can't see that at all. One interesting little fact is that at first they had made the controller. Uh, that had pressure sensitive fret buttons to mimic the playing of a real guitar, but the concept was dropped pretty early in development because it made the game too complex. They really focused as they were making this on three aspects of gameplay that they knew they had to have to make their game stand out. Now the first one's the note matching aspect. If you don't know guitar hero music is playing, there's different color bars depending on the note. They correspond with uh, they correspond with a button on the g- controller, the guitar controller, where you would hold your hand for frets on a guitar. Right? Am I getting this right? Yep. And as the notes come, you gotta press the button of the color down and strum. There's a there's a strum bar. You gotta strum as well. That's the basis of it. So they knew they had to get that right because if you're not playing the right notes at the right time as when you play guitar, it doesn't matter. Right. I guess. Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter. I don't understand what you're saying. 
Well, I mean, if you, I mean, you have to play with the music when you read music. We're musicians; we know how to read music. If you like, it's the concept of reading music. You have to play the right music, right note at the right time, or it doesn't work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, okay, all right. I guess I guess I did say it awkward. So, so yes. So, a the the first of all, the note matching aspect. Secondly, the showmanship. They knew that they wanted there to be showmanship that was created by the whammy bar. It's got a whammy bar. And you could tilt the guitar. The whammy bar would change the pitch on some notes. You know, the tilting of the guitar was used to activate star power, wasn't it? Correct. And with that being said, that's the use of star power. Star power basically what? Activated a, a points multiplier? And yep. that what it uh, did? I believe it was double. Uh, and so, star power. Now, I just talked about how the pitch was altered. That was something that came really late in development. In fact, they only thought about doing that about a month before the game was released. Before that, there, it wasn't like that. And what happens is when you touch this whammy bar that's on the controller, um, which is just a bar that, you know, a lever that goes up and down, it alters the pitch of the of the notes that you're playing. Um, and that, I mean, and that's fun. That's, that's a guitar kind of does the same thing, right? Right. I'm asking you because yeah, you play no, guitar. Yeah. The, I don't. The, the purpose of a whammy bar is to distort the, the strings and change the pitch. Okay. I don't play guitar, so you're going to be more knowledgeable at this than I am. Um, yeah, so that concept didn't really come to fruition until about a month before the game was released. So they had the Hold game. They, they had a whammy bar and didn't think to change that. Use it to change pitches. Yeah, really? That That's okay. I think it was just there for star power. I I don't know. Really. I'm wondering if it meant that they were they didn't think to use it to gain additional star power. Yeah, maybe. I hope so cuz I mean that's what its purpose is. It specifically said that that the the idea of using the whammy bar to boost star power and actually alter the pitch of the notes was only realized about a month before the game was released. So I don't really know what it did before then, you know, maybe it was just to look cool. Yeah. Well, it, that was one of their things. Showmanship created by the whammy bar. So maybe it was just to look cool, but with the gameplay loop locked down, then they had to work on the display of the game. When they first started guitar hero had really basic pong style graphics. Now, frequency and amplitude, their earlier games were really abstract. They were, you know, the, the concept of the lines, the, you know, different. It was five or six lines, five lines that would come down at you. And basically, essentially what it is, is you had like a ship and you would ride on like it, it was like you had the five lines for different pitches. But there was a single line that was like a, a, a roller coaster track that you would kind of follow between the lines. Right. And like you had a ship is essentially was what it was that would have to follow it to play with the music. And that was very abstract. And what they realized based on the experience between frequency and amplitude is that people don't necessarily relate to abstract visuals in some situations because. They took the experience that they learned from Karaoke Revolution, which depicted live performances in which they got much better feedback. So they knew that they had to focus more on the live performance concept in this than the abstract um, in order to make it work. But the PS2 was kind of limited in power. And so what they really wanted to do was photorealistic graphics, but they couldn't pull it off whatsoever. And so this kind of led them down the track that allowed them to create that really the art style that the game uses, which is a really exaggerated cartoonish rock art style that they used in the game. So that was, a, a I guess, an invention of necessity, right? Right. And then we get to the music. Uh, music's great. <laughs> it's music. Yeah, music's great. So the pattern of notes that each track used was developed by a specific team at Harmonic. It took them about a single day to develop these pattern of notes. And in development, they called these gem tracks. Now, gem tracks were designed to include key notes in the music. 
and make the player feel like they're a brilliant musician. Duh. Um, and I, I don't know. I don't know how you feel. I think they did a really good job of, of that personally. How, well, how, how would you say, what would you say? No, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, they, they do, you play, you play the right notes at the right moment. You know, you don't play every note. I mean, I guess in, in hard, harder modes, you yeah, do play every note. Mode, yeah. You play yeah. every note. Yeah. 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 For sure. Every freaking note, man. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, but as it pertains to the music, when they first started developing the game, they really had no idea what songs they were going to put into the game. They, that, that was, that was not where they started this first and foremost. Um, the team had a wish list. Initially it was a hundred songs, maybe a little bit more that they wanted to put in, you know, and they knew that they had to narrow that down to 30 or 40 songs for the game. Uh, most of their wish list was focused on hard rock. Um, I don't think the track. I, I mean, I think that the end list isn't as much hard rock. I think they have a nice variety, although there's plenty of hard rock in there, isn't there? Probably, yeah, I'd say so. Do you remember the playlist on the first Guitar Hero? I, at the, um, I think I'm thinking of the playlist of two. I, I have to look at the set list in all honesty. I don't remember off the top of my head. So the team felt that it was the team felt though that they, they felt morally obligated to include older classic rock songs because they felt that that was going to appeal to a younger audience than the hard rock for whatever reason. Um, and of course, licensing was always going to be an issue. And so they started out with this wish list, and frankly, they had to modify the actual track list multiple times. You know, songs were added, songs were removed as licensing issues came up, um, and so on and so forth. And in the end, they ended up with 47 playable songs. Um, 30 of the songs are main setlist tracks that are covers of popular songs. You know, they brought in a guitarist from the band Drist, and... Um, and and he played a lot of the guitar stuff and they did they did cover like I said, they did covers of, of all the major songs. Um, and then 17 of them are master recordings selected from indie groups. Uh, most of those indie groups are bands that are formed by harmonics employees. Um, did you pull up that set list? I sure did. And it did. I, yeah, I remember every single song on. Here. I know. Right. So many good ones. What What are the highlights for you? Well, I, I mostly jump back to the ones that I remember struggling with, and that was obviously your face melters. Uh, Bark at the Moon is still one of my favorite songs to this day. Um, Godzilla, Blue Oyster Coal. I, I fell in love with Blue Oyster Coal and listening to this and Godzilla, Don't Fear the Reaper, like just immediate songs that I always go to. Uh, some of the older ones, I'll be Symphony of Destruction. I go back to the time I got to see Megadeth in concert. It was actually like my first ever concert could go to before I even gone had gone to Avenged Sevenfold. So that was a freaking awesome experience hearing Symphony Destruction live unrivaled. Do you uh, rem- take me out, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Just, yeah, no, there's just so many, so many good ones. Yeah. Crossroads by Cream. I'm a big Cream fan. Um <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um do you remember the contest that they had, the Be a Guitar Hero contest? No, I don't recall they, that. Yeah, so they did a contest where people could pick a song that was going to be um, included into into the the um, into Guitar Hero, basically, and um, and the song was a bonus song. It was called "Cheat on the Church" by Graveyard Barbecue. Do you remember that one? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that I, I know the name, but I'd have to listen to it to remember how it sounded. Um, because I always thought it was such a weird name, both the name of the song and the artist. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, there was so Ziggy Stardust you could play, Killer Queen. I used to love playing Killer Queen in this one. Um, yeah, man. I, there, you're right. I'm looking back at it. There's such a a, a lot of really great. Um, really great songs. Crap, to pull my PS2 out. 
I know. You... I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So they record all these songs, and and here we are, November seventh, two thousand five, or around there, and Guitar Hero was released to the world. So, do you remember the first time that you saw Guitar Hero, Rob? I'm pretty sure it was at your place. Yeah, you think you got it for me? Pretty sure. I, I definitely know Rock Band was you. Um, yeah. That was the first time ever seeing it. But Guitar Hero, I, I it was either in store or you had it. And I was visiting once. So they did a college campus tour, um, which is how I found out about this game. I remember walking through like the courtyard at school one day and there was just a trailer, you know, that was like, hey, come play Guitar Hero. And people are rocking on these guitars. And I was like, oh, no fucking way. And I had to go play it. And I don't coolest thing. Yeah. And I don't even I don't even remember what game it was or whatever. But I just remember getting a plastic guitar put in my hand, getting put in front of a, you know, a screen in the middle, like literally in the open air outside of a campus and being like, okay, I'm going to buy this when it comes out. (laughs) That's so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, I do. I just remember being in love with it because I mean, it was it's cool. I mean, you get to play a guitar. Who who doesn't want to feel like a rock star, you know? Oh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people don't, but it's pretty well, freaking awesome if you do. Yeah, if you like music, it's a really novel concept. Although I really would argue, I think that I think that these games, rock, uh, Guitar Hero and Rock Band, really appeal to more people than just musicians. I think a lot of people who have no business uh, doing music stuff otherwise, you know, really enjoyed the chance to pretend to be musicians, I guess is the point. So, right. Oh yeah, that was, that was, I, it's always stuck out in my head where I, the first place I saw guitar hero, cause it was so bizarre and cool at the same time. Like just, Hey, you want to play this new guitar game we've got coming out? It's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> You know, um, yeah, it was just weird of all all places, middle of the courtyard at Eastern Michigan University. Um, Blows my mind. I know. But hey, it worked. Their little uh, their little college tour worked. I, I mean, I don't even know if it was the publisher or if it was like a local video game store that was doing it or I, I, I couldn't tell you at all uh, specifics of it. I just I. Yeah, I know that's where I got it from. So, but um, yeah, I um, I don't know. I'm a Guitar Hero fan. I remember playing it. I remember not being able to beat every game and getting pissed off about it and that you would whoop my ass. Uh, you would just whoop my ass. You are so much better at these games than I am. So, um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time playing uh, Guitar Hero and and obviously rock band was inspired by it um actually i i recall there was one time mom and dad had gone out and uh was with some friends we were playing guitar hero or might have been rock band but either way we had the surround sound on naturally Mm. you know you're rocking out got the sounds on and that was the last time those speakers ever played (laughs) (laughs) damn yep oh yeah uh... but hey they went out with a bang. It was pretty fun. There you go. Absolutely. So, well, that is our take on Guitar Hero. We obviously are big fans of the game, and I, mean, I would say the series in general. Um, but this is about the time where we find out what other people thought about the game, eh, Rob? That it is. So I pulled for you some critic reviews and some user reviews um that you can kind of go through and 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 tell our dear listeners what other people thought about this game all righty well first up we have gamespot.com who said that who says that here you thought that the rhythm game genre was getting stale while konami still has a firm lock on most rhythm oriented games another company called harmonics has also released its share of interesting rhythm games frequency and amplitude 
both for the PlayStation 2. Plus, Harmonix and Konami have teamed up in the past on the Karaoke Revolution series. Now, the Cambridge-based developer is taking a similar approach to the world of guitar rock with Red Octane's Guitar Hero. With its extremely smart approach to difficulty, its great guitar controller, and its killer song selection, Guitar Hero might just be the best rhythm game ever made. Unlike most rhythm games, Guitar Hero has a career mode that sort of dictates how you should proceed through the five difficulty settings. This is probably the smartest part of the entire game. Anyone jumping in into even the medium difficulty setting without a decent amount of experience isn't likely to get very far. But starting on easy, which only uses three of the five buttons, is a great way to get used to playing to the game. Also, you'll be playing easier songs when you first start, and you'll work your way through multiple brackets of tracks as you play. Medium difficulty steps things up by only occasionally working in the fourth button. Eventually, you'll start using that fourth button more and more as you move down the song list. Hard difficulty does the same thing with the fifth button, giving you time to get used to pressing it with your pinky, which, let's face it, isn't normally much of a gaming finger. <laughs> By the time you hit expert, you'll be ready to slide up and down the neck of the guitar to hit all five of the buttons, but it doesn't mean that you'll cruise right through the level either. Expert gets extremely difficult, especially when it comes time to play the song solos, but if you've worked your way through the other difficulties, you'll probably enjoy the steadily increasing challenge. You know, I don't remember where I had. I mean, I'm sure I started on easy and played my way through. I'm sure I did. Um, I know I definitely did because there was a point where I was going for 100%. Um, and I only ever had the patience to get through easy and medium. Um <laughs> Nice. But uh, that's I, I know that I've played all difficulties. So, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Expert gets freaking stupid. I know. Oh, my God, does it get stupid? I don't know how far I can play. I mean, I know I play on expert or I have played an expert. I just don't remember how far in I can pass. Maybe the first three levels, four. I know I couldn't pass all the songs in Expert. There was no way in hell. Um, no way in hell and all. So, all right. Well, who else had to say what about Guitar Hero? Well, next up, we have Eurogamer, who says that complete with a scaled-down replica guitar peripheral, surely the best add-on video gaming has ever witnessed, Guitar Hero is essentially another rhythm action game that tasks you with matching the five fret buttons with a colored shape scrolling rapidly down the fret on the lower portion of the screen, while the band do their thing on the upper half. Much like Harmonix's previously lauded efforts amplitude and frequency, your role is to embellish the backing track, only this time, it's all about adding the guitar licks, as opposed to building virtually the entire song like before. To start with, You'll probably dip into the game's career mode and plow through it on easy mode to familiarize yourself with the various songs, as well as getting to grips with coordinating your fingers in slightly unfamiliar ways. Break down into various venues, the idea is to clear four out of the five songs in each set in order to move on to the next bigger and better venue, and gradually improve your rockstar status along the way. On such a lowly setting, the game's still reasonably challenging but sticks to simplifying chords down to single button presses that even the most ham-fisted of players should be able to manage one-fingered. Even better, it reduces most of the playing to the first two or three buttons, meaning you won't have to worry about having to look at the fretboard while you work out where that tricky fifth button is. When you move on to medium difficulty and above, up to the fourth extreme, Guitar Hero starts throwing ultra-nimble challenges at you. Offbeat time signatures, and evil chord progressions that quickly work down to the filthy 4th and 5th buttons, and back up to the 1st, tying your hands up in knots in the process. Also, I'd like to point out it's not extreme, it's expert <laughs> Guy, Gail, whoever wrote this, it's expert. Even though we are extreme, it's expert. Yeah. Inevitably, 
There's a massive degree of novelty value attached to a game like this, and it's probably fair to note that it's only a fairly basic rhythm action title at its core. But that's a bit like saying that SingStar is only a game when you sing along to, iToy is only a game to wave your arms to, or Dancing Stage is only a game you dance to. All of that's true, but the core appeal of Guitar Hero is the superb controller and its ability to make everyone who plays or witnesses it dissolve into a gigging, giggling lunatic. Oh, that's a weird play on words. Okay. That sure is. Gigging, giggling. There's perhaps only a limited amount of fun to be had playing something like Guitar Hero on your own, but as a party game to goof around with some mates on a drunken evening, it's set to go down in gaming legend. Anyone who can clear all 30 songs and bonus tracks on expert mode should clearly have no problem playing the real thing like Hendrix himself. Just don't set fire to the guitar afterwards. Eh? Eh? In summary, I I know it's only rock and roll, but I like it. Goes to 11, certainly. What did you expect? Hmm. I, I, uh, his... I, I, I almost take offense to when he says it's only a fairly basic rhythm action title at its core. Um, I, I guess it's true, but also I feel like it was a fairly basic rhythm action title at its basic difficulties, but a fairly complex one at the higher difficulties. But I guess it's basic either way, because you're really just matching notes to you're matching notes, you know? Right. I don't know. Um, I like how he says that there's only a limited amount of fun to be playing something like Guitar Hero on your own when I know I probably played it way more by myself trying to get through the levels I couldn't get through. Now, Rock Band was definitely more of a party thing, uh, admittedly, you know, as a whole, you know, uh, band thing. But I think Guitar Hero I played more as an individual personally. How about you? I would have to agree uh, playing throughout the entire franchise. I know I spent a lot of time, uh, especially on three with the battles to do those. And obviously I'm not going through the career mode with my friends, just trying to get through these battles. I would do a lot of those on my own time just to have them done. And uh, yeah, no, I spent a lot, lot more time playing solo than I did in, in like multiplayer mode. Um. I pulled a few user reviews for us of people that aren't as much in love with the game as we are uh, for shits and giggles. Cause it's always fun to see the opposing opinion. You know what I mean? Right. You are. So what do we got? So first up, we have Indra who is here on Moby games. They feel that guitar hero works better as family karaoke than as a game. They say the game is basically about pressing the right buttons at the right time on the simulation guitar. The more right sequences you press, the more thrilled the crowd will be until you successfully complete the song. The first time I played it through, this game totally rocks. Well, it had a good first impression, at least. Their younger relatives came and visited, and the game was a blast. You can sing along while watching other people try to beat the game. The fact they use the original lyrics and voices only adds the fun and nostalgia. Unfortunately, the game gets pretty lame when you're playing alone. There isn't really much reason to continue or finish the game. It's just pressing the right buttons. The only song I liked was I Love Rock and Roll. <laughs> Apparently, the other rock ballads weren't as fun to play with in this game. There isn't a sense of purpose or sense of achievement in the game. If you have cash in the game for each gig, you can buy new props or items, but all are useless. New guitars don't do anything, and that's the only thing that has to do with the gameplay. The other stuffs are worthless. New songs, but can't win money when you play them. And other production mumbo-jumbo. Where's the gameplay? If you've played games like Gran Turismo, you understand the feeling of upgrading your car. Here, you can't upgrade squat. Getting money for successful gigs didn't do squat, unless I'm missing something, which I doubt. When the game mentioned starting a career, I was expecting a progress in story. Turns out, there isn't a story. I only reached the second pub before I got bored. Since there's nothing to achieve, there isn't much point to continue. This person well, did not like this game. No, apparently they, they didn't find any value in progressing as a rock star. 
Right. Forget being able to play more complex games in bigger venues and rocking out harder. Who doesn't want to rock out harder? Maybe they just don't like music. Speaking of people who don't like music, this next review cracks me up, man. You have got to get a load of this one. Oh, my goodness. All right. So next up, we have Jim J on Metacritic, who says that this game gets really old really quick. The songs aren't very good. I think there's only one on there that is remotely new, and it's from one of those girly guy bands. Where's the real rock? Where's the, and I'm not kidding, Nickelback, Three Doors Down, Stained, Trapped. You know, the stuff that people actually care about. (laughs) Even if it did have real rock, it still wouldn't be very much fun. (laughs) Even if it did have real rock, where's the Nickelback? (laughs) I... Words that no one has ever said ever, except for Jim J on Metacritic. <laughs> this man, I, I, he's got to be trolling. I don't know, man. Keep, keep going, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, I just, I, I'm at a loss here. Um, well, anyway, I guess it was just a bad idea from people who weren't very creative. Well, whatever. Back to the drawing board for them. I'd rather listen to the new, and by the way, amazing Nickelback album than pretend to play guitar along to some lame Jimi Hendrix song. I mean, come on. Isn't he dead? I, this blasphemous. I, I don't even want to continue. This is so blasphemous. <laughs> you gotta How go. dare you diss Jimi Hendrix? I know. Ugh. They should have buried all that stupid hippie music along with him to never be heard again. Just thinking about it makes me want to puke. Bottom line, if you buy this game, you're probably a dork who doesn't know anything about music. That's got to be the troll. It's It's got to be. be. Nickelback, Three Doors Down, Stained and Trapped. You know, the stuff that people actually care about. (laughs) I pulled... uh, I know, it really hurts. It really, really hurts. I pulled one more for you. That one was amusing, but I still pulled one more for you. All right, so finally we have user Dan R. Metacritic, who says that this is probably the stupidest game ever made. No one in their right minds would actually play it. First of all, you have to use a cheap plastic guitar instead of a real controller. Playing the game isn't fun at all. Unlike other games, there's no ability to free roam any kind of environment, shoot anyone in the face, engage in hours and hours of pointless random battles, and doesn't even use a leveling up system to replace actual variety in gameplay. All you do is play rock songs on guitars like a not very smart person. Which brings me to my next point, the songs. No one likes these songs. Some of them are like 10-year-olds or more. Everyone knows that if it isn't on MTV right now, it's not good music. Shame on these people. There isn't even rap on there, which is the most popular genre of music in the history of the (laughs) world. If they wanted people to actually buy the game, They'd have a lot of rap. And the new Gwen Stefani song. Instead, it's all this lame guitar music from losers I've never heard of. Like Queen, Jimi Hendrix, Black Sabbath, The Ramones. I guess those people are all new and not very popular or something. I don't like them because they don't have any top 40 hits right now. Probably because they're... Wow. This... Wow. If you're cool and like music, the kind without dumb guitars, don't even think of getting this game. Don't give these posers any of your money. I'll be playing GTA ripoff number 385 instead. And so should you. Read and a little. There's an edit. They say sarcasm is a lost art. <laughs> okay. Sarcasm <laughs> is fine. But the, just some of the use of words. Just... I know. I know. I know. Well, I, I, you I know, this, this was like you just this was 15 years ago. So. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess it, it was still bad. 15 years. It was ago, bad, but, like... but it's worse now. Yeah, no. It's... People 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 are much more sensitive. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's a bad word and it shouldn't be used. I don't I don't believe in using those words anymore than the next person. But, you know, we talk a lot about history and sometimes you have to think about cultural context and it is much less acceptable to use any words like that now than it was back then. So. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, come on, who you just can't go around saying Gwen Stefani nowadays. I know. And you can't say that people like, you know, Jimi Hendrix or the Ramones are not very popular. I mean, they're YouTube, you know, million dollar diamond sign holders or whatever that's called. 
uh, I have no idea what you're talking about, but carry on, carry on. What's the legacy, Dave? Tell us about <laughs> the legacy of Guitar Hero. Yeah, so let's talk about what Guitar Hero's kind of given to the world, right? Um, so Red Octane and Harmonics would part ways. In 2006, Red Octane was sold to Activision. In turn, Harmonics was sold to MTV Games, and they launched the Rock Band series. Um, hmm. There are a ton of other clones that that this game inspired. I, I think it really created a resurgence, like a boon for the musical rhythm genre. And you had, honestly, you had a lot of games. You had Rock Revolution. You had Frets on Fire. What was that one they made for the PC and then other systems that had actual guitar strings? I can't remember now. Rocksmith. I'm, Rocksmith. Thank you. Uh, there was one called Battle of the Bands. Um, uh, um, the guy, God, I can't remember his name right now. Brutal Legend, the video game Brutal Legend. That's not a musical rhythm game, but it's a game based on rock music, metal, you know, metal rock music. Did you ever play Brutal Legend? No, I can't say that I did. All right. Well, it was basically a platform like action platformer that was, you know, based around um a kind of a the lore it was based around lore like the culture of 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 heavy metal music with a unique art style and it wouldn't have existed without rock without guitar hero according to its creator um and admittedly the the guitar the the wide acceptance of the guitar controller i think really paved the way for other gaming peripherals you know, once once we had that, people became much more accepting of of other weird things for the for for it. I mean, I can tell you, I, I worked at Best Buy through this whole mess. You know, we got the guitars and then there was all sorts of weird stuff. But really. This probably paved the way for the Wii console, you know, because once once you had the guitar controller and people started to realize that there was room for success outside of the traditional PlayStation and Xbox controllers, all these weird controllers started flooding the market and not only the weird controllers, but motion control. I mean, let's be honest, it, that's not straight up motion control, but that's definitely a precursor to it with the tilting of the guitar and the whammy and, and so on and so forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so really you could also argue that, that this just kind of opened the floodgates peripherals became more successful the Wii console, you know, they finally realized, they probably realized, hey, we could probably make this work now. You know, the people are much more accepting of weird video game stuff because a lot of your old video game peripherals just kind of fell, they, they fell flat. You know, we look back at things nostalgically, but things fell flat. The Power Glove, cool. Not a good seller, man. Um, the little mat that we used to race on for the Nintendo that we had, I mean, probably the only reason why that was popular was because it was sold with the you know i think we got it with the nes like as a bundle with with duck hunt and track meet um but a lot of peripherals just didn't you know they made joysticks for the nes and and subsequent which mccall it's like arcade joysticks and those didn't sell well and um there just wasn't a big there was not a big peripheral market but Guitar Hero ended up being one of the biggest things ever, and it really opened the door for people to realize that there still was there still was a market for it. You just had to have the right draw, I guess is the best way to put it, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the music industry, right? Guitar Hero was an absolute godsend for the music industry. I, I, there's no other way to put it. Um it was to the music industry of the early 2000s what music videos were to the music industry back in the 1980s. They were both absolute boons that increased interest in music just exponentially. Exponentially. Every band whose works have been included in one of these games has become more popular because of the inclusion, and we're not just talking Guitar Hero, I mean any of these musical rhythm games at this point. Record companies, retailers, you know, are said to have experienced 300% increase in sales of songs after these songs were on their, on their, whatchamacallit, 
Um, I didn't find an example from this one, but one example I did find was the band Dragon Force, um, who we saw in band. Didn't we see them together? I've never seen them. No, you've never seen Dragon Force. Who did we Not see live. in concert together? Uh, it was saving Avenge Sevenfold. Avenge Sevenfold. Avenge yeah. Sevenfold. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got to see him prior to uh, the Reverend. Yes, we did. Um, so Dragon Force, uh, their their song "Through the Fire and Flames." Do you remember that song? Uh, yes, very well. <laughs> it's a bonus song in Guitar Hero Three: Legends of Rock. Uh, it's also one of the hardest songs in the series, isn't it? It very well. Well, I, I mean, I it's think so hard it to is now, but I still think it is. It's definitely among them. But I think it is so many. It's the song that, if I'm not mistaken is the, the one that's used in the Guinness Book of World Records for people like for people to set records playing these games. So anyway, so Dragon Force Through the Fire and Flames, bonus song in Guitar Hero 3, Legends of Rock, saw a 126% increase in CD sales the week after the release of the game and downloads. Prior to the game, they were selling fewer than 2,000 weekly. After its release, they sold more than 10,000 in one week and within a few months, they were approaching 40,000 downloads a week. So imagine going from, you know, like 1,200 downloads to 40,000 downloads. That's insane. A uh, little other fun fact I found while going through this. According to Activision CEO Bobby Kotick, you know, Activision bought um, Red Octane and went on to create more Guitar Hero games. Guitar Hero 2, 3, Aerosmith. I know I'm missing some world tour. What am I missing? Uh, there's so many I cannot. I know. Yeah, I In any know. case, so Guitar Hero Aerosmith. Yes, there was a Guitar Hero specifically dedicated to Aerosmith. Uh, made more money for Aerosmith than any of their previous music albums. Really? Yeah. So. Wow. It was financially incredibly good for musicians. And I agree. I think that I think that it introduced a lot of really great classic rock to young generations who may not have been exposed to it otherwise. I I, I genuinely do. I um yeah, I I don't know where other people may have stumbled across the Jimi Hendrixes and the Cream and um you know, the Ozzy Osbournes of the world otherwise. Um, but uh, yeah, I really genuinely do. And I may have never he- ever heard of Graveyard Barbecue or Freeze Pop. Uh, I don't rem- remember what other bands. There were some other weird ones in there. Uh, I remember trying to hunt down Freeze Pop's music afterward because I got a kick out of the songs that they included on that. They were weird bonus songs. So. Yeah, so a lot of money. A lot of a big, big legacy to leave behind. Rob, um, I guess on that note, that's about everything I have for Guitar Hero today. You you got anything to add or any questions or anything like that? Uh, just got to say, for anyone who has not had a chance to play this, I, I highly recommend it, especially if you're a fan of uh, classic rock or rock in general and rhythm games. And it's, know, it's, it's really... It's really hard to imagine at this point someone who may not have played it or experienced it or been around it. It was just so popular. And for Christmas, like every year, one of those games came out, a Guitar Hero or a Rock Band. I remember the year Rock Band came out. You know, that's all anyone wanted at Best Buy. And we were always sold out of it. And people were so angry about it. And it always blew my mind because it wasn't the first Rock Band like a $150 or $200 set. And people it would... was more. I think it was more than two hundred. I actually want to say it was three or four. No, nah, I, I don't. I think wanted so. it, and I couldn't. I was. I. I thought it was really expensive. Yeah, I don't think it was. Maybe it was two that was that much. No, I don't think so. I think it was one. I don't know. Um, hold on. In any case, I just remember people. I don't. I have one fifty stuck in my head. Um, I remember people coming in all the time mad that we didn't have it like it was just the thing um it was the thing so but um and same thing with guitar hero it was not easy to find it was not easy to find and and not just the game but like 
separate controllers so people could play. Did the first one have two player mode or did they not bring that out to the second one? Oh man, it's so hard to remember. I think yeah. it was two players still. Mm. Did it did it I, I don't think it had multiplayer. For some reason I just don't think it had that till later in the series. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, by the way, the original Rock Band bundle did cost 170. Rock Band 2 was 190 and that's the one that I remembered. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, people were just come in drop that like it was nothing. But, you know, they do that with video game consoles, too. So I guess I it never ceases to amaze me when I worked in I, honestly any retail place, but specifically in electronics, like. The money that people will just spend just like it's nothing, but I guess you never know. It could be a lot for them. They could have saved up for the entire year or something like that, you know, so. Well, shoot, I know that when I bought my Nintendo GameCube, I had saved up for a long time. That was like. 10 weeks of cutting grass man <laughs> yeah yeah so but yeah guitar hero is a great game if you've never played it go and play it so um if you would like to learn more about red octane harmonics the guitar hero playlist maybe check on the songs we're talking about um i'll post the the playlist and the notes to everything on our website which is www.memorycardlane.com where i normally post my show notes you can also view a calendar of upcoming events if you'd like to email us or actually there's just a submit button where you could submit questions, your own reviews or your own memories of these games. Please do. Um, if you'd like to be more direct with that, there's a link where you can check out our discord um, where we kind of, you know, talk about things. We get together and play video games. You can definitely do that. And uh there's a link to our patreon where you could support this podcast if you'd like to uh and links to our social media i am david underscore is underscore wrong on twitch and twitter and rob what are you doing these days i am twitch.tv forward slash f-a-t-b-o-i-r-i-p-z admittedly we don't stream a lot these days um i probably could stream my work on preparing for these and let the audience have input. That's probably fun. But then I'd actually have to, you know, put pants on. Um, I really don't know why I'd have to put pants on to be on, on on Twitch. I mean, you don't really see my pantslessness. But, you know, it's the thought. I just don't want people to see me pantsless. You know what I mean? It creeps me out. So wear pants. Mm. That'd be easy, wouldn't it? Just to go and put pants on. But it just, I just, I just sit down. It's my house, man. I just, it's my house. I can be pantless if I want. It's my house. I mean, you're right. But if you want to stream, just put some pants on. And then after stream, just cover your camera, make so that you know that no one can see, and then take your pants back off. Yeah, I'll have to consider that. Problem solved. Yeah. So this is about the time every episode where we talk about uh, what we learned as as we talk about in the beginning every episode. We hope to teach you, the listener, something new, something about uh, what the game took from the world as its inspiration or what the game gave back to the world as its legacy. But through the course of the process, we both learn too. that's the beauty of what we do every week. We get to learn things and then teach you about it. And so we like to talk about that. Rob, what did you learn this week? Well, I learned that harmonics had games prior to Guitar Hero. I'm really never heard of frequency or amplitude. I'm really surprised by that. I I guess I'm not, but I am slightly surprised by that. I I thought you were bigger into musical games. Um, I think it was just more before I was playing them. Because, I mean, Rock Band was coming out around the time when I was getting a PlayStation 2. Yeah. Yeah, so, true. I mean, if those were prior to that, like PlayStation 1, we had one, but I wasn't playing a lot of games for it. It wasn't really until PlayStation 2 that I started taking a huge interest in PlayStation. And you were still younger when this came out. You were 10 or so. Yeah, exactly. So I was pretty young. So prior to that, video games weren't really the first thing that was on my mind yeah fair enough yeah they did they made frequency and amplitude i didn't know about um i didn't know about before that i didn't know that red octane had a uh video game rental company that was new for me 
and I didn't know that uh, I had never heard of the X before. It's really funny. You can go on their website. I got to remember to post this. I think I forgot to log it in my notes. You can go on their website or someone's website and you can look at a marketing pitch they had put together for the X. And it's like straight up out of the 90s, like the music and the uh, just the way it's made. It's such a such a product of the 90s. Um, I have awesome. to I have to post that. I forgot about that. So, but yeah, awesome. Well, we each learned something new. Well, before I take it away and talk about what we're going to look at next week, uh, what else have you got for our listening audience? As always, I just want to take a moment to say thank you so much for listening. It means the world to us, and we want to say keep on rocking and rolling. Cool. Back to you, Dave. Kick punch it's all in the mind if you want to test me i'm sure you'll find the things i'll teach you like all about parappa the rapper do you remember parappa the rapper hell yes i do (laughs) so released the north american audiences in november of 1997 which you know goes back a ways um Parappa the Rapper is a musical rhythm game that's often considered the first true musical rhythm game. Obviously, we're sticking with the music theme. Uh, we're going to talk all about Parappa the Rapper. We're going to talk about where it came from. Uh, honestly, the, the two people that made it are a musician and an artist. And I we're going to talk about their histories, which is really fascinating. We're going to talk about the Pippin Atmark system. You probably have no idea what that is, so that's going to be pretty cool for y'all. Uh, and we're going to talk all about Parappa the Rappa itself. So stick around. Join us next week as we try to get that cool ranking on a rapping filled trip down memory card lane. Do the thing. <laughs> Meow.